Merry Christmas. Happy, happy. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Holidays. Hello and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Listener Topics Holiday Special. <laughs> I wanted to come up with a better name. I really did, and I really tried, but that's that's it. That's right. um, I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And today... Uh, to switch things up for the holidays. And I love the way I'm saying it's for the holidays. It's really just sort of an excuse for us to do this. <laughs> it has nothing to do with, with any holiday. I mean, it's it's December. Christmas is around the corner. We're not going to be making it to heck of a Hanukkah in time for, <laughs> in time for the holidays. It's our gift to you. Yes. We're just so hell-bent on doing these episodes in order, so... <laughs> I mean, if we weren't those kind of people, we could jump around and do Heck of a Hanukkah this week, because it is this season, only a few episodes away, but we just we just can't do it. <laughs> we just can't bring ourselves to do it. <laughs> so what we're doing, we kind of have always wanted to do different types of episodes of the podcast since we started it. Uh, we've had a bunch of other ideas, aside from just talking about the individual episodes of the show. And one of those ideas was to do a listener topics type of episode where we put the idea out to you guys and you guys tell us what you'd maybe like to hear us discuss or anything you want to hear our thoughts on. Yeah. And just anything like that. Uh, The door is pretty wide open as long as it's stuff about even stevens or disney channel Mm -hmm. which i guess is not that wide open but or or about like ourselves i guess but i don't think anyone's invested yet yeah (laughs) but no i think so we got some we got some nice questions i think okay i'm excited i love these open conversation type of episodes no yeah definitely kind of going back to our introduction episode which i think was Super fun. And that was like our first time, like actually having a real conversation on the record. That was the first time we met. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> we had like our first, we had like a, like a practice one. That's yeah. Right. And like we, right. we, we sort of, you know, that's when we really met and talked and stuff. But that was like our first real like sit down. This is it for the actual, mm-hmm. you know, record conversation. And I think that went really well. So yeah, I'm really happy to be here and doing another super sort of free form discussion thing with these Mm -hmm. listener topics because before we already had our questions that we wanted to talk about and we asked all of the listeners their thoughts on the same thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so but this time it's all dictated by (laughs) the listeners we got some questions and we have some letters physical letters oh not not physical letters not physical oh i was excited (laughs) Uh, no no uh, emails is the, you know, correct term, but I call them letters. I like letters, but I, you know, let's make like a PO box or something. We can actually write like back in the day. Honestly. Be super retro. Yeah. And then we have some wombat news for the ending here. Which, Do we really? Yeah. I have some news. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so, so we'll get to that. All right. But yeah, I mean, I guess we might as well just jump right into this. Yeah, uh, I have it separated from topics and then letters so let's let's just jump right into these topics let's do it the very first one that i have here is from at hhhbffl on instagram and they said 
I would love a discussion of how the show changed you or your personality, if it did at all. Basically, the impact the show had on you. For example, I tried out to be the school mascot after Lewis became the school mascot. <laughs> oh, man, there's uh, too many to for me. There's too many to really name things that come to my head. I wore Hawaiian shirts for the next three years, pretty much <laughs> exclusively. I talked like Lewis for a few years straight, like exclusively um, yep oh man what else oh i tried making a lumberjack club oh my god yeah you told me that you told me that yeah uh, i mean we had a i told you we had an even stevens movie watch party mm-hmm. random stuff that I've, i mean i've i'll probably continue to bring up as they become relevant but as far as like general stuff you know talking like lewis the hawaiian shirts stuff like that It's funny, like I was telling my mom, of course, uh, whenever I got the questions coming in, I would like tell her some of the ones we were getting and I I read her this one and immediately she was just like, ah, yeah, Brittany, your sense of humor. Uh, She she also said that I talk like Lewis and that I laugh like Lewis. Yeah, no, no, me too. Especially like the high pitch, that like screeching one that he does like that. I used to do that all the time. People hate it. When I used to do that, the one that I always do, which every time I do it, I immediately stop and I'm like, that was my Lewis Stevens laugh. (laughs) Like it just comes out and I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting that to make an appearance, but it just does sometimes. It'll be like the. (laughs) 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 So, so, okay, so I was going through puberty like right around the time when I was into even Stevens. So, the high pitched laugh, uh, like after a couple years, I couldn't do it anymore, and I was oh, like, yeah. so like now I can't do it. But when I was like eleven or twelve, I was oh, yeah. doing it all. The, that was pretty much my laugh. <laughs> all up in the high pitched laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I definitely think the biggest <clears throat> thing, though, aside from that, is uh, <laughs> yeah, aside from the way I laugh and sometimes <laughs> the way I talk. Yeah, it's just my sense of humor in general. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. the biggest impact that it's left. It's weird because for me, my sense of humor kind of developed around then from just how I was raised by my parents or who are both really goofy people and I'm mm-hmm. a goofy guy. It's funny because when I watched even Steven's part of the thing that I liked about it or loved about it was and is how goofy it is. And it kind of just naturally fell in line with my sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I've said before, like, it felt like it was a show for me because it, it was like right up my alley, like like literally every single thing in the show I found funny, whether right. it was subtle or, or, or broad or like on the nose or whatever, like this show helped form my humor. But at the same time, it was already established to the point where I was able to latch onto the show even, even better, you know? Yeah. When we were talking about it before, about how I wasn't as into the show when I was a kid as mm-hmm. I am now, but it was still like I had it on all the time, whether or not I was like subconsciously or consciously, like when I revisited the show, you know, I had mentioned before that I was like, wow, this seems like very in line with where my sense of humor ended up later in life. So I think that's pretty interesting. And now, especially since at least eight years ago now that I really started getting into the show again. So, I mean, obviously now for the last eight years, (laughs) it's been like full force, just such a big part of my personality and everything. And it's funny because like for those who have listened to the first one, I I grew up as a Nickelodeon kid. Mm -hmm. The Nickelodeon shows are really goofy. And I think that probably also helped form my sense of humor. And that's why so many people loved even Stevens who made that switch like I did, because Mm -hmm. 
it was really it had like a Nickelodeon feel uh, compared to you know the other shows that ended up coming out later on the Disney Channel. It was mm-hmm. very like a regular kid, like Lizzie McGuire was the same way, like a mm-hmm. regular kid doing regular stuff, just trying to figure out his way in life. And and Boy Meets World too also got started on the Disney Channel, I believe, like the same year. Oh, the reruns. The reruns, yeah. Yeah. Because Boy Meets World ended in 2000, mm-hmm. in like May of 2000, and even Steven started June. In June of 2000. Mm-hmm. So I started watching my two favorite shows of all time, literally probably maybe the same day, same mm-hmm. week. <laughs> yeah. uh, I started watching both of them because that's when I started watching Boy Meets World when it was syndicated. Oh, okay, so, yeah. I don't know if we really talked about this before, but I think it's interesting how you really love the goofy stuff and the goofy stuff is probably my least favorite part of the show. (laughs) I I think, and it's so funny because it is a goofy show. Like that's so in its DNA. So it is interesting how that's sort of like the the thing that I like least about the show. Yeah. But it depends on the situation. Like there's some instances where it's just sort of like, was that really necessary? Which we've talked about before, like the freaking mm. rain cloud in the last episode. Oh, yeah. We're just that, like, that's, was that necessary? <laughs> I wouldn't consider that like the goofy stuff that I'm talking no, about. No, I that's know, more but I'm just like, like surreal, but yeah. But yeah, but like when I say goofy, I mean like I think of like the surreal stuff. I think of like. Like the juggling the eggs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, just like stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, that, sure, that yeah. You know, and there's a lot of that though. You know, like Ren like yanking Lewis's ear and it turns mm-hmm. into like. Putty or whatever. Yeah. yeah it just. Yeah, the goofy stuff I'm talking about is just like. How Lewis runs, or like, oh, you know, yeah, t- yeah, yeah, Twitty putting the, the girl's hair in his yeah, pocket, yeah, like, yeah, stuff like that. And that, was, <laughs> that stuff was awesome, just kind of like that vaudevillian humor that like Lewis has mm-hmm. rooted in stand up that Dearborn uh, uh, has attested to that he was into, so mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess is that is that everything <laughs> for that first yeah. question? Then? Let's do the let's uh. Read the next one, I guess. Uh, so the next one was an anonymous message on Tumblr, oh. uh, which we got it a while ago, and I've been waiting for the right time mm. to answer it. So they said, I really do like this show. Would a show like Even Stevens be successful today on the Disney Channel? On the Disney Channel? Yes. Uh, I, that's hard for me to say, personally. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I don't, I think the Disney Channel, I don't watch the Disney Channel anymore, so. Yeah. Besides <laughs> Girl Meets World, I watched that, and was Girl Meets World successful? I mean, would you consider that successful, or, I mean. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Because Boy Meets World fans didn't usually like it, but I don't know, was it successful for kids, though? I mean, judging from, I mean, I do think there was definitely a fandom for it, sure. like like on Tumblr, everything, like there's definitely a Girl Meets World fandom. And there was also, um, there's Girl Meets World reviewed a blog, mm-hmm. and the guy who runs that blog did Boy Meets World reviewed. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I actually, when I, I went and did my rankings of Boy Meets World, I actually was kind of like following his ranking. Mm. Uh, just kind of like seeing what he thought about the episodes. We didn't agree much, but uh, <laughs> just kind of interesting. Yeah, so he, I know that whole, like his Boy Meets World <laughs> blog is full of, you know, older Boy Meets World fans and they all migrated over to his Girl Meets World blog. So like, I know that there were a lot of Boy Meets World fans like our age and older out there that were definitely keeping tabs with the show. But I think yeah. like what you said, you did it it was more for like canon purposes to like know what is actually going on. (laughs) I watched every episode and maybe enjoyed 15% of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't anything. I wouldn't ever watch it again. No. Maybe like one episode. I probably like the one where Eric comes back the first time. The, Mm -hmm. that one was funny, but, um, 
I mean, we're getting <laughs> off topic a little bit, but it was it felt very contrived. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? It felt like here's a nostalgic moment. Every every episode, right? You know what I mean? It's like here comes Eric. This is supposed to be emotional. <laughs> like you're supposed to feel nostalgic right now. And if it wasn't uh, past characters, it was they were trying to create nostalgic moments about the current show's characters. That oh yeah. And it was like, why? I'm not nostalgic about this. <laughs> no, but you know, yeah, I, I think it was successful with kids. I do think, you know, if you go online, anytime anyone says like, oh, Disney Channel sucks within the last however many years, someone will always be like, uh, Girl Meets World, though. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Girl Meets World, oh, yeah, man. wasn't that good, but okay. Yeah. And as far as even Stevens fitting on, on Disney Channel, I think even Stevens is good enough to fit anywhere. Yeah. Uh, now, I think back when it was on Disney Channel, I think it would have probably been successful as a primetime show. Yes. But kids networking was so good back then that it didn't have to be. Because yeah. my parents would watch Even Stevens with me and they were into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I knew a lot of adults who said, man, Even Stevens was like a really good show. So I think that Even Stevens would have done well anywhere. Um, yeah. Nowadays, I think it would actually fit in less with uh, kids programming because it, it's just way better than exactly (laughs) exactly exactly not not because it's dated or anything like that no Mm -hmm. the opposite i think it it actually was kind of ahead of its time yes but at the same time really fit in with the quality of the stuff of its time but a lot of stuff back then was ahead of its time because it was also unique and different instead Mm -hmm. of trying to all fit into one mold that like the disney channel established with uh probably hannah montana or that's so raven or whatever it was yeah, I think it's interesting because I feel like every show on the Disney Channel now looks identical. The it, kids are almost too cute. Like, yeah, and they're always like they're like super small now, too. Yeah, yeah. Before, like everyone was like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Now they all look like 10 and 11, like really like much younger. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it's just weird. And I feel like especially with Disney's current lineup of like mostly multi-camera sitcoms it would stick out like a sore thumb i mean even with i mean they do have i think two single camera shows right now andy mack and stuck in the middle you like andy mack i know i like andy mack i haven't watched it i'd be down to watch it but i mean even andy mack has its moments there'll be a few things where you'll be like oh that was kind of cringy and like (laughs) because it's a really great show and like you'll you're actually taken out of the fact that it's a Disney Channel show more often than not. It feels a lot more like a freeform show or something. And then randomly there'll be like a really cringy line or like a really cringy like bit of acting or something. And you're like, oh, right, this is Disney Channel. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of that on Even Stevens, I don't think. And so mm-hmm. this is another thing. I feel like <laughs> the way you said it's better than stuff now. That is true because I love the way we, we keep going back to our Matt Dearborn interview, but that's why I wanted to interview him early on because yeah. you know he really like affirmed a lot of stuff uh or confirmed a lot of stuff that I had already thought and whatever and you know how he said you know people fail at writing kids shows when they try to write for kids you know of course yeah and that's what I think Disney Channel has been doing now for a really long time and Nickelodeon as well oh yeah I think people underestimate how much of an influence TV really does have on kids and their minds and their growth. Mm -hmm. It's like if you feed kids nothing but bad food from birth, they're not going to turn out healthy. You know what I mean? And that's all they're going to want. 
exactly for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Exactly. So when you feed kids nothing but like subpar writing, on the nose jokes that aren't even that funny, <laughs> you know, poorly acted, poorly delivered, bottom of the barrel stuff, that's gonna be their reference point for everything you know that's what they're accepting as their tv so when you when you give them anything different than that the one thing i've noticed is that kids today find a show like even steven's boring that's uh, that's a shame because i don't think that people are gonna be like oh it's because it's dated or whatever but it's not it's because Mm -hmm. it's they're just so used to this formula that literally every single show has copied it's all the same stuff. And yep. I was trying to remember which show was which because they all were the same. Yeah. Like the actors looked the same. The Like you said, the lighting was the same. The laugh tracks were the same. The tones were the same. The only difference was the concept. But the jokes right. were all the same. Like they probably just used the same writers for, in the, for every single show. What you said, what Dearborn said about not trying to write for kids, just writing something good. Yeah, writing something good that just happens to be directed towards kids. I've, I've read a lot of interviews with 90 show creators and they've all pretty much said something uh akin to that don't pander to kids like understand they're smarter than you think they are mm-hmm. but now what's happening is and for the last i'd say almost 10 years like before where they realized how smart kids were now you can make an argument that like it would run the risk of the kids actually dumbing themselves down to meet the level of the show because they're like oh I don't have to be as smart as I am. I can just be as stupid as these kids on the show. <laughs> oh, God. I don't have to be as smart. I can be as stupid as yeah, these kids. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, oh, these kids are my age, especially they look like my age now, mm-hmm. where when we were younger, all the kids on the shows were older than us. Mm-hmm. Even if they played our age, they were- Like at least two or three years yeah, older. a couple yeah. of years older. That helped with the longevity of it too. But it also kind of made the jokes better and mm-hmm. uh, because they were delivered better but they also had better actors period yeah they, they weren't hiring they weren't hiring people to an extent they were but they weren't hiring kids because they looked good they were hiring kids because they were they acted good like if mm-hmm. you look at early disney channels or early like basically before like pre-2000 2002 mm-hmm. like everyone you'd have like maybe one or two kids on the show who were attractive but they usually played like the cool guy or whatever yeah but like there were tons of kids on the show who looked like normal awkward kids teenagers mm-hmm. whatever and uh and you could relate to those kids i think the thing now too is that all the kids always have like the funkiest most amazing wardrobe they have top of the line hair care like they just they don't look relatable you know yeah i mean i w- i didn't want to look like lewis because he was like handsome or like whatever i want to <laughs> look like him because he was hilarious like yeah i was like i thought he was cool because i related to him i didn't want to relate to him because he was like next level cool or anything like that i just mm-hmm. want to relate to him because i i had already related to him and that's why i wanted to be like him right rounding back to the question yeah i mean i really don't know if the show would be successful like but but at the same time i i don't think that kids are stupid today. You know no, what I mean? No, they're not. It's they're like not stupid. If you were to just put a show, like 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 even Stevens today, like imagine it's exactly the same, the same caliber of actors, just putting it on the channel. I do wonder what would happen. Would kids take to it, or would they be like, "What the heck is this? This doesn't they, fit in with everything else." And I feel like they would take to it. Uh, it, to a degree, I, I compare it to, I don't know if you ever watch a show, uh, you're a couple of years younger than me, 
uh, The Adventures of Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon. Yes. Are you aware of this show? Okay. I'm aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you watched it. So when it was when it was on when I was a kid, like it, that's when it was happening. It was very much over my head. I still watched it, but I was also like six or seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I was maybe the same age I was watching even Stevens, I, I would have understood it better. And this is a show that people consider like the best Nickelodeon show. Like when you people talk mm-hmm. about shows as far as like holding up or even like how they're written. And at the same time, when I was a kid, it was going over my head like I didn't understand it. And I feel like that would be similar to even Stevens. But with the exception that even Stevens is more is bigger and there are big actions with Lewis, like he's silly and stuff. Pete and Pete didn't have that. So I feel like it would have even gone better than that. Mm-hmm. I think kids, I'm not going to make the statement that they're smarter or dumber now or whatever. <laughs> I think they want something. Kids still have wonder, right? They want something mm-hmm. that's above their heads. No, yeah. In a sense. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to play games with the higher age limit that I was. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. If I was four, I, I loved playing with stuff that was like ages six and up. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm two years old. Like it was cool. I, th- I definitely agree. I mean, yeah. I, I would like to think that a show like that would do well. I, I mean, I guess to wrap it up, um, mm-hmm. you know, Disney Channel recently did take a leap by doing Andy Mack. You know, they hadn't done a single camera show in a long time about real life things, you know, no gimmick or anything like that. Yeah. And it's literally the most popular show on the channel right Shocker. now. <laughs> and uh, and it's, you know, it's it's the number one rated show between kids ages eight and 14 or something. And That's it's crazy. It's it's a really big show for the channel right now. And so, yeah. Yeah. Is that a shocker? No. It's like, wow, yeah. you give the kids something of quality and, <laughs> you know, and it's like that's what happens after even Stevens came out. Uh, I I think it's fair to say a lot of shows were kind of trying to copy the formula of even Stevens. Well, Life with Derek, as we said. Well, Life with Derek, yeah. Even Phil, Phil of the Future, you know, they try to put a bit. little spin on it. As far as like having a, a guy like Shia playing the lead, I don't think those other show like Life with Derek and Phil of the Future didn't really work out as well because you can't replicate something that is so organic like mm-hmm. even Stevens. It just was right place at the right time. Like yep. these writers, these actors, you have Shia LaBeouf. I mean, he's my favorite actor. He's an amazing actor. Yep. People hate on him because of, because, you know, they Stupid don't understand reasons, him. But, yeah. but like, uh, you know, he's a, he's a genius. Mm-hmm. And you can't replicate that. No. So um, these shows try to copy it. And maybe because it, it didn't work, they tried going in a different direction with, like, the the multi-camera stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, all of that is probably true. <laughs> you'd think that someone, like, there's so many people who have opinions about kids networking now. You'd think that, like, one of us would, like, have started another kids network that was actually. Cool. I know. My God, I know. There's so many. Like, everyone understands this. That's who's our age. It, yeah, I mean, we're going to get into more of this as these questions go, so I'm yeah. going to just try to jump oh, okay. around. But so, yeah, so I mean, I guess we we, we answered that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, long story short, short answer, I think with the right actors, right writers, it could be successful. If it was the exact same show, yeah. Yeah. The next question is from the Wild Chats podcast. Uh, they said... Why do you guys think that not many people still talk about Even Stevens? It's just as good, in my opinion, better than Lizzie McGuire and a ton of other shows at the time. I don't see a lot of Even Stevens on the internet. What are y'all's takes on this, aka I want it to come back into popular culture like Gilmore Girls came back. You guys also compared it to Malcolm in the Middle in a recent episode, and that's another show that I feel doesn't get a lot of the recognition it deserves. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit in our first episode. Mm-hmm. 
I think it has to do with DVD releases, like availability. I think if it was on DVD or at least like in syndication more, mm-hmm. people would be more into it, have more of an enthusiasm. I don't know what you think. No, it's weird though. I don't, I, I mean, I definitely think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do think there was a quality to the show that didn't click with its target audience at the time. I, I don't know what it is, but it might have been the same reason why I didn't really click with it that much as a kid. I didn't appreciate it until I got older. And I and I talked about this a lot in the introduction episode as well. I think it goes back to the show being ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us, maybe when we were younger, we weren't really ready for a show like that with, you know, its humor and just the way it was written. And I don't know. I, I just bit just something i feel like that has something to do with it how old were you when it came out in 2000 what year i was eight so that was probably the target audience i was 11 almost like 12 13 when Mm -hmm. it was on that probably i'm guessing wasn't the target audience no it no i think it had to be i mean really the the characters are middle schoolers i mean it was popular that was it was the number one show on on the the disney channel yeah i know but no but i was saying like you you're you were literally the same age as the characters so of course you should have been the target audience i guess i was a little below it that's why i think but like kids my age loved it Mm -hmm. i think people just do I don't know. I mean, that's true. Maybe it's not the DVD thing because not having a DVD release maybe make would make people more hungry for it. Exactly. You can find Lizzie McGuire. You can buy it on Amazon Digital, I think, uh, mm-hmm. like Instant Video. I think it's up there. But for the most part, you couldn't find Lizzie McGuire for a long time either. And they only did one box set release and it was only half of the first season. But yet you will never not hear people talking about Lizzie McGuire. Like, you know. Yeah, I think people uh, maybe remember things more that they related to, maybe. Yeah, so I think it may be a combination of things. Like the show being ahead of its time for maybe a large chunk of its audience. Um, It mainly being a show more geared towards guys but at the same time, this was like early Disney Channel where there were shows that appealed to a wide range of people. It wasn't just yeah, Jackson, girls. the Jersey. Yeah. There's a lot of guys programming. So weird. Like there was like a lot of cool shows that appealed to yeah. more than just like a teenage girl demographic at that point. So um, so I really don't know. They probably saw the demographic. They probably had all those shows and saw the demographic was a majority girls. And they were like, oh, let's. we need to make more. Uh, girl programming so they pretty much just literally exclusively made girl programming Mm -hmm. after even Steven's the next guy show was Zach and Cody and that was what like four or five years later yeah 2005 I think I mean they had Life with Derek that was acquired though that wasn't their show yeah that's bizarre I mean I could say maybe it just yeah people didn't understand the humor at the time I don't I see I don't see a lot of enthusiasm for Lizzie McGuire either as much as like Hannah Montana not as much as like Hannah Montana and, and Wizards and stuff well, th- I think that's just the really loud people that are like, you know, younger yeah. than us. The people we talked about before that like are trying to be part of the nostalgia wave, yeah. even though they're not there yet. <laughs> and they're just really loud on social media about it. Lizzie McGuire, there's also a movie. She was like an icon. Of like, the early like, 2000s. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. like she was like a fashion and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, technology, like that show was very tech based. Like they mm-hmm. had that like, that, like internet cafe or whatever. Yeah. Digital bean, digital, digital bean. bean. Yeah. 
And then um, they had the. They uh, had those uh, colored iMac G3s in there. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and those were awesome. And, and even like the music was kind of more like techno y mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. They just related to these shows more than the girls who watched it related to the girl shows like they would, like they should, more so than the show about <laughs> like a silly youngest child boy. I mean, right. it makes sense. Yeah. But I think if I think if you give it to them though, they would remember how much they liked it. Yeah. I mean, I would hope. <laughs> I like the fact that I mean, I wish it was more popular, but I always kind of liked the fact that it wasn't like explosively popular because if it was something like SpongeBob or Hannah Montana, that that kind of popularity, I never really was drawn to stuff that was that popular. So Exactly. I, I like that it wasn't as popular. I still like that it isn't as popular. <laughs> yeah, that's Exactly. But but yeah. We're like bleeding into other questions. As that's good we, though. As we go. They- but yeah, that's a big thing for me too. Because obviously I think the show is amazing. I think it deserves a much wider audience and more recognition and respect. But at the same time, I don't want the show to be super accessible. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I don't want it to just be at everyone's fingertips at sure. all hours of the day. And you know, for them to just be able to turn it on and any Tom, Dick and Harry can just start watching the show. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's the hipster dilemma, right? Yes, like you, yes, exactly. You, you don't want things to be popular, but then you get mad at people for not understanding how good something is. Yes. And that's, I think, that where we're at. But then as soon as, like, if I, like, look stuff up and I see other people talking about even Steven stuff, I literally start to sweat. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, my God, other people are talking about this. How do I handle this right now? Yeah. <laughs> and then there are those websites who, like, think they remember even Stevens and then they talk about it. And I'm like. And they get so many things wrong. Like, things you didn't realize about even Stevens. I'm like, this is all, like, basic information. Exactly. <laughs> I did, Yeah, there was an article, actually, about the Heck of a Hanukkah episode. Mm-hmm. And and they said, and the best part about it, beans. Wait, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he wasn't even in the show yet. Nope. He didn't even oh appear gosh. until the second season. He That's wasn't even, ridiculous. he didn't even exist. But this article was like, and of course, this episode had beans. So what's not to love? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yep. No research went into that journalism right there. <laughs> They're like, I remember beans. I've heard people call him bean. Oh my god, I hate that. I hate that. Oh man. My pet peeve. This is my biggest pet peeve, okay? (laughs) Yeah. For whatever reason, people think that Louis Steven's name was even Steven. What? Yes. His first name was Steven or what? Yeah, they think some people think his first name is Steven, or they think his name was literally even Steven. How would Evan (laughs) Steven? Exactly. No, people spell it incorrectly like that all the time. I loved Evan. He was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. No, it, it really drives me insane. Like, I saw someone on Instagram. I think it was under one of Christie's posts. She posted, like, a throwback to the movie, like, a behind-the-scenes picture of her uh, when she was all, like, Xeno Warrior Princess <laughs> yeah, vibe. And, yeah, and, you know, that was from the scene where she's like, I'm going to kill you, Lewis. Someone quoted that in the caption in the in the comments and they wrote quote i'm gonna kill you steven what the fuck <laughs> i was these like people? i was like how oh do they goodness. remember his name as steven how like anyone that grew up with that show knows <laughs> like i can't that's ridiculous also why would it be pluralized in the show exactly title? people make no sense and then 
Yeah, it's it's just really annoying. And then, you know, I see people talking about it and they're like, I think it's actually on a Teens React or something like that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They showed them something to do with Shia and they mentioned Demon Stevens and they were like, so who was he on the show? Was he Steven? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just getting mad right now. Was he even Steven? <laughs> It really pisses me off. It really pisses now me I know off. How, now I know how Star Wars geeks feel when people like get their canon wrong. It really, it drives me up a freaking wall. Or or people that call Tweety, Tweety. Oh, Tweety, that's the worst. Like Tweety Bird. That's a Looney Tune. Yeah. Get out of here. Or they spell all their names wrong. I think it's also funny too how every main, like the main characters all have names that could be spelled completely incorrectly. Yeah, Ren could be W-R. W-R-E-N and people do yeah. that all the time, which also gets on yeah. my last nerve. Lewis, everyone spells it L-E-W-I-S. L-E-W, yeah. uh, people say Tweety instead of Twitty and then people spell Tawny like T-A-W-N-I, T-A-W-N-I-E. Oh man, like, I've never seen that one. Oh, that's it, It's crazy. It drives me insane. Even Donnie... I guess maybe D A W N. Well, no, no, no. But most people usually just do D O N N Y instead of oh, yeah, yeah, instead, instead of I E. That's funny so, how yeah. like we just know that it's I E. Like oh, it's yeah. ingrained in my head. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. think to spell with a Y. Actually, there is one episode where they accidentally wrote it with a Y. Which one is it? Uh, Pookie, I think, at the yard sale. Really? In one of his like in one of his memorabilia things. Or? Well, no, it said like the Donnie Stevens sale, whatever, whatever, and it really? was spelled D O N N Y. This sounds familiar, actually. I think. Yeah. Did you write about it in your blog? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's probably why I saw it. We went off on a little tangent there, but it's okay. People want to hear us get mad. Literally, yeah. Just, just seriously, just we're just talking. We're just, yeah. we're just talking. So next question, mm-hmm. the sort of it's a double question. And kind of is related to what we've been talking about. First half of the question is, our thoughts on the new live-action Kim Possible trailer. Oh, yeah, okay. While this is Disney Channel-related, it's also like a six-degree of separation, even Stevens-related, since Christy was Kim. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah. Do you want to go first? Or? Uh, I mean, I don't really have... I, I admittedly uh, didn't watch a lot of Kim Possible. No, me either. Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of Kim Possible either, mainly because I was just never a cartoon person. I, Same, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I watched a lot of, car- like I mentioned before, I watched a lot of cartoons when I was younger because that's mm. a lot of what was out. And I really only watched Nickelodeon too. And they had, you know, Cat Dog, SpongeBob, like yeah, yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> uh, Doug. Um, Rugrats. Rugrats. Yeah, hey I was Arnold. all big on all yeah. that stuff. Hey Arnold. Yeah, they were like the hub for, yeah, Nicktoons and everything. I watched a lot of that because it was on, but mm-hmm. once I started getting into live action stuff, I was like, okay, this is, I definitely enjoy this way more than cartoons. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, I had even Stevens and I had Lizzie McGuire and then they were like, here's a new cartoon. And I was like, eh, like, you know yeah. what I mean? I was never a big cartoon person. So, I mean, I watched it when it was on. Um, and I know it's a very beloved show. Like I know everyone mm-hmm. loves Kim Possible. It was actually apparently like the number one Disney Channel show period for a really long time. Um, it was like the highest rated. It sold the I most merch. It. Like it was, it was yeah. crazy. Car- cartoons are more marketable too. You can make like stuffed animals and mm-hmm. whatever t-shirts. It's just easier to market that. Um, right. The characters don't age. I mean, that's exactly. why cartoons are on for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Kim did age actually, though oh, throughout really? the show, but but oh, cool. like physically, they don't change. Basically, <laughs> yeah, you know, they they stay the yeah. same. 
but this trailer, okay, like, honestly, I think everyone is being way too hard on it. Like, you go mm-hmm. to the video, it has 100,000 plus dislikes and 23,000 likes. Obviously, that's all adults getting in their feelings. And it's like, we really are that immature that we can't watch a trailer without hitting the dislike button and leaving a hate comment. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves about like fanboys. I mean, like my most beloved thing pop culture wise is even Stevens. And mm-hmm. if they redid even Stevens, yeah, I probably, I'm not going to like it as much as the original, but I'm not going to just bash the trailer like when star wars came out the new the prequels and stuff and people Mm -hmm. were like mad about it and i understand Mm -hmm. that and this is just kind of like something you realize as you get older is that as things kind of get rebooted and sequelized they're not going to be as good as the original and you just kind of deal with it Mm -hmm. you and i are both uh like really involved in like the entertainment industry and i think we both have a pretty good grasp of like why things happen and the reality Mm -hmm. is that these things happen and yeah. You can kind of cope with it a little bit better than if you like if you're into something that big, you have to be understanding that that these things are going to happen. But yeah. if you're into something that's like smaller or whatever, like I think people have more of a right to to be upset. But if mm-hmm. like SpongeBob movies, like yeah. you can't be upset about that stuff. SpongeBob's no. <laughs> the biggest cartoon of all time, besides like, The Simpsons. Yeah. I think maybe for even Stevens, I'd get upset because it hasn't been franchised. Right. To any degree. Kim Possible has. Uh, they have like a couple movies. They have, you know, all this merchandise. When you have a franchise like that, you can't expect it, them to just keep it in a bottle. Even yeah. Stevens, I can expect that because it, it, like we said, it's kind of a hipster show. Mm-hmm. It never met broad appeal, I don't think. But something yeah. that has broad appeal, you have to understand that it's going to get tampered with, like Star Wars. And and that's the thing that I think is important and why people shouldn't be getting like too upset about this live-action movie is that mm-hmm. I really thought about it. Like, I understand why people are upset, but at the same time, Kim Possible was a cartoon character and she was just like an iconic character in general. Yeah. And it was, you know, she's never been played by a human before. Yeah. So it's just bringing it back in a different way. And as you said, it's, you know, it's franchised. So it's its, its own little universe now, I guess, that they're... Mm-hmm creating so i mean i don't know i feel like it's a little different than bringing back a new kid and having him play lewis stevens yeah, <laughs> it's just it's kind of like, like what like that just less, wouldn't yeah. work it's less insulting and it's more so expanding the universe yeah. on the flip side they have star wars and then they made the star wars animated series like the different mm-hmm. like the rebels or whatever i'm a huge star wars fan i've seen all the movies a bajillion times but i've never seen the animated show I want to, mm-hmm. but if I watched it and it felt different, I wouldn't feel like insulted because I'd be like, okay, this is a cartoon. Like, I'm not gonna put it on that level, right? And it's I just think it's so funny because, first of all, this is a Disney Channel original movie. This is not a theatrical release. Yeah. Like, you should not be expecting, you know. That's what I'm saying. I, like, have you seen Disney Channel original movies before? I mean, they're, <laughs> not, they're not the like. Oscar They're not movie. the best, but I mean, Disney Channel can put out some good original yeah, sure. movies, though. Like, yeah, they're not, they like, terrible. Like, yeah, there yeah, are some yeah. decent movies, and I still enjoy watching them. And, you know, they get the job done. This one looked kind of good. Like, I, I was, like, the girl, actually, she seemed like she was doing a cool job. Like, they had, like, one quick glimpse of Ron Stoppable. Exactly. I was kind of hoping for, like, more of that. Uh, the plot of, in it was a little incoherent. 
I think. Yeah. The, I wish there was more story based instead of just action, action, action. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm sure we'll get more as it gets closer. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's yeah, coming yeah. out Hopefully. February 15th. I, I'm probably going to watch it. I, it looks oh, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch there, yeah. There's so much hype around this right now. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm really interested. I'm going to watch it just in hopes of seeing Christy or, or Wilfred Dell. No, uh, Christy is making a cameo. Oh, really? Um, confirmed, yeah. So she's oh, going to cool. be in there somehow. <laughs> I think the one thing... Well, there's two things. Yeah, it's a Disney Channel original movie. The CG is not going to be good. <laughs> like, you know, it's not going to be the best at anything, really. You know, you do have to accept that. Um, and I think that's part of the charm, though, with Disney sure. Channel movies sometimes. It's like, yeah, like low-budget CGI, like embrace it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like even Steven, same thing, right? Like that it's was like, kind of fun. It's like embrace the campiness, embrace yeah. the cheesiness. Uh, you know, it's just, it's fun. So, and Kim Possible's like a high school crime fighter. Like that, I can understand yeah. it being like, yeah, like let's embrace the bad CG. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? yeah. It's already like an, an unrealistic premise. <laughs> Yeah, so no it, it's, Rufus it's, though. I didn't see Rufus. No, Rufus is going to be in the movie. And really? Oh, that's cool. And he's entirely CGI though. Ah, <laughs> uh, that sucks. That's that's so, kind of. I'd be mad about that. It yeah. was a Disney Channel original movie with a completely CGI naked mole rat. I'm not quite sure how good that's going to be. But see, here's my thing though. Like the, tr- I can see people getting mad about stuff like that or like stuff like if actually watching the movie and not liking it. The trailer looked cool. It, I thought I mean, the trailer looked good. Besides it not having a storyline, which actually kind of maybe worked uh, in its favor because mm. you can't criticize it. Mm-hmm. Just being action packed trailer, like you can't. Like how can you say you don't like it? It looks cool. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like kind of cartoony and like uh, like a Scott Pilgrim type of. Movie, <laughs> you know. Yeah, my first reaction was I really liked it, and I, I yeah I got chills a few times like when she takes off the helmet and you hear the little boop. Yeah. And it's like, I'm Kim Possible. That was cool. Like, I did, I, I, I got chills at that point for a little bit. And, and she looks like Kim Possible. I think she looks I like think. her too, but like all the comments yeah. are like, she looks nothing like Kim. She is not yeah, Kim Possible. Remember. I'm like, People have that same problem with James Bond. Like, they're like, oh, he doesn't, uh, with Daniel Craig, they're like, he doesn't look like James Bond or whatever. Like, <laughs> Just get out of here. It's James Bond. But yeah, so like there was that and then like the end of the trailer with like her and Ron jumping off that bridge and like yeah. that that intense like orchestral version of the of the theme song playing. <laughs> it was good though. I was, was like, cool, oh my yeah. God, like like I, I was getting it. chills. But yeah, yeah, my one complaint about the trailer though was that we didn't get hardly anything of Ron. Yeah. And like we we got like two glimpses of him. We didn't get a single line from him at all. And he's the thing I'm most excited about because he's being played by Sean Gambroni. Uh, oh, who, no, he is. Is he really? Who, who's from on the, the, Goldbergs? the Goldbergs? Oh, yeah. No, Goldbergs is my favorite show right now. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. I didn't even know that. Oh, now yeah. I'm definitely watching it. And he, I, I honestly, like, I feel like he was born to play this role. Heck yeah, dude. He has Ron's quirky voice naturally, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. That's awesome. Like, and I was really, really, really excited to hear him actually have some sort of dialogue because I already know, like, his voice and just his personality and everything. Like, he looks enough like Ron. Like, like everything. It's, I feel like, if anything, he'll probably save the movie if it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait for them to make a live action Proud Family movie now. (laughs) Sugar Mama! Sugar Mama! Bring my mama back so she can make me a snack. Uh, I actually did like Proud Family. I mean, it it wasn't like I didn't watch it religiously, but I'd catch it every once in a while and be into it. It was kind of like that old school animation. Yeah. 
I liked it better than Kim Possible at the time. Mm. I don't know about I don't know about now. It had more of like uh, older humor, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but in general, I just think people need to be a little bit more understanding, a little more chill. It's a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> the stuff is gonna like happen, unfortunately. Yeah. But I'm personally excited for it, and I'm definitely gonna be tuning in. Uh, like we said about uh, Sean Gambroni, I'm mostly yeah. excited to see his portrayal of Ron because I think yeah, he's gonna cool. nail it. That's really cool. And Allison Hannigan is playing Doctor. Oh, she- She's playing Kim's mom. Oh, but she was she was in a How I Met Your Mother. Oh, and that's Buffy. right. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Willow on Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty cool too. Like that's cool casting. Like they have yeah. like a reputable cast for the most yeah. part. So it's, I'm you know I'm I'm interested in seeing how it plays out. Yeah, that's super cool. So then, the second half of this question that they had was also our thoughts on Hilary Duff talking about bringing back Lizzie McGuire. As a TV show? I don't know, but she was recently interviewed about it. Don't know if you've heard it. Have you heard it? No. Uh, She was interviewed, uh, I think it's Entertainment Tonight, and this is what she had to say. I have to ask you, you recently said that you would love to revisit Lizzie McGuire. It's been over 15 years since the movie came out. Have there been any conversations? Yes. Yeah. conversations. What's happening? Is it a go? I can't. No, no, it's definitely not a go. I don't want to, like, get everyone wild talking about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I love her so much. And I think that she was so important to girls at, at a, an important time in their life and if she could be important to them again at this age like I think that would be amazing where do you think Lizzie would be these days there's been lots of conversations about that so I don't know I'm I'm, I'm racking my brain I don't I don't think she's a mom yet but she might be getting there soon yeah um, yeah it's fun I feel I feel excited and you know I don't really know that it could be a possibility or it could be nothing so we'll see that. See that that is I I actually like that because she didn't say she didn't just get oh it's about my kid or whatever like mm-hmm. the show's called Lizzie McGuire first of all so you exactly. gotta have if you're gonna bring back Lizzie McGuire it's gotta be with Hilary Duff it's gotta exactly. be like her now because mm-hmm. the show is you, you can't have anyone else besides Hillary because that it's basically Hillary Duff show right mm-hmm. it's like it would be it would be a completely different show if it was anybody else. Mm-hmm. I actually left a comment under that video on the Even Stevens Ranked YouTube channel account, and I'm one mm-hmm. of the top comments. <laughs> oh, nice. And I said, oh. I pointed that out. I said, I like that Hillary said that she doesn't think that Lizzie would be a mom yet because mm-hmm. that means that there's a chance that, you know, it won't be a Disney Channel show. The super simple cut and paste, here's Lizzie's a mom now, and her the focus is on her kids and whatever like I'm glad that she mentioned that because if she feels that way about the character that she played like they gotta take that into consideration I would hope that's awesome though because because yeah like I don't see that either like and and again I'm just so over that idea you know I've been saying it's like why do all of our shows have to be brought back for a new generation yeah like why why bring it back for the generation who grew up with it 
Yeah. I'm Otherwise, like, I, why bother bringing it back? It doesn't make any sense. The whole reason there's any demand for these shows to come back in the first place is from our generation's nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, ridiculous, it's like yeah. we're the target audience. So like just because these shows used to be kids shows doesn't mean that they have to forever perpetually stay within the kid show yeah. universe. Like, you know, that's what Saved by the Bell did. Right. I mean, even like Boy Meets World, they grew up with the characters. Boy Meets World, when it first season was about a 11 12 year old kid i know and, and then, then it ended like it was, married it was like friends basically yeah <laughs> at the end it was like friends so i mean mm-hmm. for them to come back as a kid's show i'm like this is actually doesn't even make any sense because the whole beauty of the show is growing up with the characters i want to see like it more about the original characters yeah i didn't even really think about that since we've had girl meets world for so long now like just as a thing mm-hmm. yeah i mean you totally could have done like Corey and Topanga and the whole gang like their life and Riley could have existed she could have been on the show but it didn't have to be her show you know like Fuller House I mean I didn't watch I haven't watched it past the first season but like it started off that way at least it was about um DJ and Stephanie as adults and Mm -hmm. it had to do with the kids the kids were there I don't know if it if it became more about the kids after that but yeah I mean I just I just don't get it I just don't get it I just wish people would sit down. I really, it feels like they don't think about it past that first initial easy idea. Like they just don't put any more thought into it. And 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 honest, like, yeah, it's just. uh, That's why we don't have another, a new kids network with good shows because people I want the easy way out. <laughs> Honestly, though, because a big thing for me that I'm, you know, that I just was thinking about recently is that why are all of our favorite characters? I don't I, I keep using the word doomed, but I know that that's not <laughs> like really the right word. But why are all of our characters from our childhood doomed to become parents and that's it <laughs> like, like you know what i mean it's like it's like why it's like why do our characters come back have kids and that's it and then the new show is just about their kids like why yeah, can't like, we continue to go on adventures with these characters as adults like i don't understand why it has to stop there are people who don't have kids like, exactly like me kids, like Kids is not on the horizon for me whatsoever. I don't even have a boyfriend. Like, that is not on the horizon. And I'm 25, you know? So it, it's just... Boy Meets World, it made sense. Like, they were ma- the whole show was about their relationship, more or less, you know? And, and like, it was like a family. It was about the family and, like, all this stuff. That makes more sense. Like, yeah, I don't want it to just be about their kids. But it makes sense to have kids. Same yeah. with, like, same with Full House. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, a show like Lizzie McGuire... It actually may, it would make sense if she didn't have kids. Exactly. I could even see Ren not having kids. Like her being more focused on her yeah, career and, a career and, person. and I mean, you know, a career in politics or whatever yeah. she's doing. Like she got more important things yeah. <laughs> to, to worry about, like, you know, for herself. Like it's not all about just like, you know, growing up and having kids. Yeah. You know, there's other things that we could see these adult characters doing sure. and they're not, they're, they're not really... They're not showing it. So I'm like, yeah. That's a good point, actually. That's a really good point. I never, like, why does everyone just need to have kids? It's a valid thing. I just, it, I just thought about it and I was like, wait a minute. I can't relate to that right yeah. now. Like, there like, there like, will be a lot of people who could relate to not, have, like, look, friends, they didn't have kids. But there are a lot of shows out there about people who are in their, like, late 20s, early 30s who don't have kids, like Big Bang Theory. Yep. It would say something to have a show. Especially a show that was like a re or a reboot or a continuation series of 
a show we watched as a kid where mm-hmm. the protagonist didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty interesting. And I think, I mean, I can't think of any time that's been done. Yeah. I mean, I really, like, again, I think it's cool that Hillary said that, you know, she doesn't think Lizzie would be a mom yet. Yeah. I really hope that they go that route because <laughs> that would be, because again, you know, the show was called Lizzie freaking McGuire. Like, yeah. if you bring it back and it's just Lizzie McGuire's just in the background and the show's about her kids, that's not a Lizzie McGuire reboot. That's a Lizzie McGuire weird spinoff thing. Like, you know, Lizzie McGuire having been a live action show. I think there's something more special about letting the original series live on and just have the original series uh, be introduced to new generations with, you know, parents watching the original series with their kids. Like, I think there's something special about that. Like, my mom raised me watching The Brady Bunch and The Partridge Family, and I myself have nostalgia tied to those shows and just a fondness for those shows. And for my mom's childhood like you know what I mean like I feel like there's a nice bonding thing that happens with that like I have this appreciation for like how my mom must have grown up and the things that she liked and what life was like then so I think I don't know I think there's something special about that and I know that I'm gonna watch original you know the original Lizzie McGuire series with my kids if I ever have any kids yeah Um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna watch even Stevens with them I'm gonna like show them all the stuff that I loved when I was a kid um and you know hopefully they'll have the same sort of feeling uh that I do towards my mom's shows I, I don't know I just think there's something special about that more so than let's bring it back and you know have the old characters be parents and the kids can relate to these new kids it's like it's it's not it's just not the same thing it's not the same show it's it's, it's I love, wait, as soon as you said as soon as you said lizzie mcguire was like a live action i was like it was actually partially animated yeah it had a cartoon I, I as well <laughs> yeah That's and funny. that was the thing too because like lizzie mcguire was a bit of a franchise in itself and they mm-hmm. had you know uh plushy dolls of the lizzie mcguire cartoon that was smart that they did that i mean i don't know if they intended it to be to happen that way but to also have like a cartoon version of the character it was genius because they could market it Pretty much, yeah. I mean, when you got Lizzie McGuire merch, it was the cartoon yeah. version of her that was on everything. Yeah. I mean, they could have done it with even Stevens with the claymation. <laughs> oh, no, it's funny, though. That actually reminds me about, you know, with the last question about why people don't remember even Stevens as fondly or talk about it as much. Um, on Teens React recently, they had them react to 2000s Disney Channel shows, and all they did was play them the theme songs. And they played them the Even Stevens theme song, and a lot of the kids were like, what the heck is this? And then one kid knew what the show was, and he goes, I think this is the one with the claymation, and I think that's why I didn't like the show, because I was like, this is so gross. Ew, I don't like this claymation. I don't like this show. That's awesome. Yeah. And I was like, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like there are a lot of things that could contribute to why people didn't really like it. But it is just funny for like a live action show to have a claymation intro. Like, it's weird. Like, I can understand how that would be off putting because I mean, even I was never the biggest fan of the claymation intro. It's so even Stevens, though, like to have just such a random intro. (laughs) True. Yeah, it is true. It is true. It's so even Stevens. And like, I told you, my best friend, he thought it was going to be a claymation uh, show. Yeah. yeah, My best friend, Justin, thought it was going to be a claymation show. And I said, so does my mom. She was like, she was like, I didn't know they still had claymation. (laughs) He said he never watched watched it because he thought it was claymation (laughs) exactly so yeah i mean that that's that might be a thing i don't know but (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, yeah. Oh, and also, I also tried to look up and try to find hate directed towards Even Stevens, mm. uh, just to see what people say. But I couldn't find much. For the most part, people just say like, "Oh, that show sucked." Like, "Oh, I hated that show." <laughs> but I want to know why. Like, I almost want to write to all of them and say, "Can my, you tell me why?" So my cousin, who I'm really close with, she's ten years older than me, so she all. <laughs> I used to, I loved Even Stevens, so she was like, yeah, I don't watch Even Stevens. I just see that crazy kid, and I just go, click. Yeah, <laughs> she exactly. Just, she just thought it was like, he was just over the top and stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's exactly why I love it. Exactly. I think that's another thing that people don't get, because the main words that I see people throw around when they say that they don't like Even Stevens uh-huh. is that it was stupid and dumb. Yeah, because on the surface... It was like it yeah. was it was wacky and loony and a lot of people liked it like myself. But then we also like how when you kind of dive into it deeper, it's more than just that. It's mm-hmm. like the joke. There are a ton of subtle jokes in it. Oh, yeah. There is a ton of uh, like deep moments in it. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, like really good storylines. I get why people on the surface would think that just mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know, but I just always thought that was interesting. It always hurts when I see people say stuff like that, though, because I'm like, no, like, you have to just look a little bit deeper, like, look past some of those moments. It's a hard show to not like, I think, if you really watch, like, one whole episode. Yeah. The Office, I think, is another show like that. Yeah. Like, it seems like it's just this, like, idiot who's just, like, running an office, but, like, there's more to it than that. And that's like, I think, I think even Stevens is also maybe another show where you have to watch a few episodes to really get into yeah, the maybe, vibe yeah. of the show. Because I remember I was that way with The Office, like getting, the through, Office, the, definitely, yeah. getting through the first season, which is just six episodes. It takes a little bit. Like you have to watch those yeah. six episodes and really start to understand the characters, understand mm-hmm. the style of comedy they're going for. Yeah. Um, and then once you understand that, it's hilarious, you yeah, know? Exactly. I always tell people, I was like, you got to watch a few episodes of The Office People like, oh, I saw that episode and I didn't like it. I was like, you got to watch more than like two or three. You had to watch like yeah. four or five episodes. Yeah, exactly. So moving on, this is from Sarah. She said, can you tell us what you think of any other Disney shows and movies besides even Stevens? Maybe do some top five rankings or something, which I had told you about this. Yeah, yeah. I made a list. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, so our top five shows, excluding any syndicated shows like Boy Meets World, Life with Derek, Mm -hmm. those sort of shows are Mm -hmm. off the table. Or Uh, even Stevens. We're not doing even Stevens. Yeah, or even Stevens. We're we're excluding even Stevens because obviously that's our favorite. (laughs) Uh, In case you didn't know, in case you missed it. Um, Yeah, so my number five... Honestly, like when I was looking down the list, there were not a lot that stood out to me as shows that I liked. I just mm-hmm. had to pick the shows that stood out to me that I remembered watching. I had and, a hard time, actually. And sort of enjoying for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number five is Phil of the Future. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched it. I watched it a lot. Insert theme song here. Meet a boy named I don't really have any more to say about that, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can do your uh, number five. My number five was, uh, and, and I do, I'm doing like based off of what I liked at the time, not so much like mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't really re- rewatched a lot of these shows because they're not available a lot of places. Um, my number five though uh, back then was so weird. Oh, okay. Yep. 
Love So Weird, and uh, it's just kind of it was it was kind of an anthology. So like each one was a different storyline. Yeah. It wasn't scary, but it was creepy, and I liked that. I wasn't a big I'm not a big horror fan, but mm-hmm. um, I do like creepy stuff, so that was cool. I put that as an honorable mention. I watched it as a kid, <laughs> but I didn't I don't like remember it as much. Like I remember mm-hmm. the theme song. I remember like the general gist and everything but i do talk to the so weird podcast people on socials and just seeing them write about the show a lot from what they say and everything it definitely was a really solid show really good show that that people forget a lot so good on you for mentioning it (laughs) my number four is that's so raven Our our age discrepancy is really going to show here. <laughs> yeah. I have some really old stuff on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. Like again, like I said in our in the introduction, that it was like that's so Raven was on all the time. I I, I associate that's so Raven, and and this isn't like a knock on the show. I maybe am I gonna say what you're gonna say? Maybe. Oh, go, oh I, go ahead. Because I do Probably. as well. I associate That's So Raven with the transition of yeah. the Disney Channel. Like the downfall, I was going to mm-hmm. say. But uh, No, I do I do too. But I mean, what can I do? There were no shows. I, yeah. <laughs> I, and I don't blame you. And it was like, a, it was like, a, it was funny. I mean, I watched it. I mean, I really liked uh, her brother. Uh, what's his name? Corey. Yeah, he was funny. I liked him a lot how he just yeah. saved the money all the time and <laughs> never <laughs> had so much money. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. And I think and I think Raven was a really great actress too. She was yeah, a good uh, comedic actress definitely. back then. My mom and I, when we were watching some of it, she said that it kind of seems like Raven took some notes from Shia a little yeah, bit. She really did. Like certain facial expressions she'd make and yeah. the way she'd say certain things. I was like, okay. She did. I I and I remember thinking that back then. But I mean, uh, what could I do anyway? So yeah, you're number a good four. Show. No, I I don't. I actually don't knock that one. My number four was the famous Jet Jackson. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, rest in peace, Lee Thompson Young. Oh my God, freaking I know. love the famous Jet Jackson. Uh, it wasn't really, it wasn't a comedy, but it had really good sensibilities. Um, mm-hmm. It had good lessons, morals. Really good moral lessons. He was just so charismatic. He was mm. really, really good. His dad was so such a good actor. I, when I was a kid, I, I liked his dad a lot. I remember his liking his grandmother. Yeah, his grandma was great. She was like my favorite. Yeah, just a good show. Um, mm-hmm. They had a movie, the DCOM too. Uh, yep, Jet Jackson the movie. I actually don't remember a lot about. I don't um, remember either. It's weird. I I saw it on the list last night, and I was like, I feel like I would have liked that, but I just can't remember it. Oh, the only thing I remember is that his eyes are super photoshopped to be extra white on the promo <laughs> art. <Really? laughs> Because it's like the close-up, right? Yeah, it's like the whites of his eyes are just super white. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that now. I think it's just because every episode felt so theatrical that it was kind of hard to differentiate the movie from the episodes. Right. Good show, though. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're number three. You're going to hate me. <laughs> Don't, if you say Hannah Montana. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but it's right around there. Um <laughs> What do you have? My number okay, my number three is the Sweet Life. I knew you were gonna okay, that's what I was Sweet Life on Deck or Zach and Cody? I'm gonna be controversial and say on deck. <laughs> okay. I'm actually glad you said that. I'll let you like like talk about it though. I always like it like shows when the characters get older. 
mm-hmm. because I think like the storylines get more interesting. Like there's more like relationship stuff, like just other things that like I find interesting. Just being who I am. <sighs> I don't know. There's just something about On Deck that I always really liked. And I remember liking it when it was on. But then I recently rewatched um, a lot of it. I had an Amazon gift card. So I bought like the whole mm. season, like the whole series on Amazon. And I watched it again. And I actually laughed like pretty hard. Really? At least like three times an episode, I would say. Like it got like a pretty decent laugh out of me. And I, and I don't know. I just, really? I did. I, I they, they got away with a lot of stuff on that show. Like it might be the least politically correct show I've ever seen on the Disney Channel. Like oh, I can't believe awesome, half of this stuff flew. <laughs> and, and I and I've watched it. So I went through a phase in my life where I would actually watch, you know, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. They watch like old corny movies and like make yeah, fun yeah, of yeah. how bad they are. So I went through a phase where I was obsessed with doing this with like bad Disney Channel shows. I would just like watch these shows and hate them and just like <laughs> <laughs> like trash them while I'm watching it. But like I couldn't stop watching it. This is like the show that like do it while I was working out or whatever and I'd watch the show and it was just so bad but I just watched it every night (laughs) on deck yeah on deck not even (laughs) not even the original show it was on deck I think I like the the theme song has a lot to do with it too I like like, (laughs) honestly like I do I like the ska punk theme song it makes me happy yeah and and a lot of this is nostalgia right I mean like I said these are shows my list is shows that I liked at the time so you're younger than me too so um they meant more for you at that time then but it wasn't even though because like i wasn't even watching disney channel that much though like because i was the same age as the sprouse brothers right though so mm-hmm. the on deck ended in 2011 with them graduating high school and i okay. also graduated high school in 2011 uh, okay. so i was the same age as these characters so i mean i don't know i was okay. i was watching it from time to time but i didn't remember it as clearly as i remembered the hotel one so that's why i just decided to watch it recently sure. but i had a pretty good time with the series i'm not gonna lie i kind of <laughs> i i had a good that's time funny. with it so i'm, I'm not hey, gonna man. change that you're number three my number three is going all the way back to a 1993 series the all-new mickey mouse club no <laughs> yep and i'm dead serious I love this show. It, Is this the di- one with Britney Spears? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they used to play reruns of it. I freaking loved it. And like <laughs> Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, JC Chazé, mm-hmm. Britney. Ryan Gosling, uh, right? Ryan Gosling was on it. Alyssa Milano was on it. Crazy. And I was in love with her back then. <laughs> uh, it was just an awesome show. It was entertaining. It was like a sketch comedy mm-hmm. variety show. I probably would be kind of corny now. But maybe not. I, you, it's like impossible to find anything on this now. Oh, yeah. So I can't even attest to that. Yeah, I might. It might be higher just because of its uh, elusiveness. I don't know, but <laughs> it's at my number three. I just loved it back then. So yeah, valid. I mean, pretty iconic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, my number two. <laughs> my number two is current Disney Channel. Oh, okay. I, I gotta go with Andy Mac. There you go for number two. I really love this show. It's become, it is, it's like the Lizzie McGuire for now, uh-huh. but, but even better, honestly, like, yeah. like, and you know, I mean, like I said, the acting can be a little iffy at times and the dialogue and whatever can be whatever, but like the overall thing that it's trying to achieve is super commendable. And I think it's really entertaining. 
it's like a new little little ritual me and my mom have now like you know it, it reminds me of when i was younger and we'd you know yeah uh eat dinner and watch whatever mm-hmm. my favorite show on disney channel was it's like we do that now with andy mac as like two adults we're like oh there's a new andy mac we gotta watch it and we pull it up and we watch it and i don't know i i'm, I'm really enjoying that show right now yeah, honestly i gotta check it out i know you like it um a lot and so my number two you've probably heard of it uh in a heartbeat Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Freaking love. It's only like 13 episodes. Uh, It reminds me of... ER. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of like kids, um, doctor, or like EMTs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, And it reminds me like a time in my life when I first started, it used to come on at like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. That was like the first time when I actually started like staying up late on my own was to watch this show. But I just loved this show. It's something. It wasn't even a comedy. It was no. It was so it was bizarre. A serious I don't show, even yeah. like. I don't even like dramas that much. I just loved this show. I always hated that lead actor though. The guy or the girl? Yeah, the main guy, the blondish guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there's in, something about him. I just never really liked him. He's in, the guy. He's in like X Men, isn't he? He's in a lot of things. Yeah, I loved uh, Lauren Collins who played right, cause, because she went on to be Paige on Degrassi. But I didn't even know her until I knew her from that mm-hmm. show, and then I started watching Degrassi, and I was like, oh, it's Lauren, and I I had a crush on her in the show, <laughs> and in a heartbeat, and so I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. She's in Degrassi now. A lot of people our age wanted to become EMTs or doctors or nurses because of that show. That's makes sense because like they were like super cool and like all this mm-hmm. stuff. No, no, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I can respect that. I know what your number one's gonna be. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no surprises here. Spoiler alert. Yeah. My, yeah, spoiler alert, guys. My number one is Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Mine is also Lizzie McGuire. Oh, it is? Yeah. I love oh, Lizzie snap. Okay. It reminds me of like coming, it was Even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire came on right after, and I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loved it. Loved yeah, it. just the theme song. Like, as soon as you hear that, it's like, oh, here oh, yeah. we go. Here we go. <laughs> Awesome show. So yeah. good. And we should do like a little Lizzie McGuire spinoff episode. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if they end up doing a movie or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, after a certain point, I feel like this podcast is going to become just Disney Channel? A, a wide Disney Channel thing hey, after cool. a certain point. I'd be down. I have two honorable mentions. I don't know if you how many you have. I just put so weird as an honorable mention. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mine is Bug Juice. Ugh. I hated bug I juice. Bug juice. I was a summer camp kid, so Salute Your Shorts was my favorite Nickelodeon show. Mm-hmm. I loved bug juice, and I also liked the jersey. I know you don't mm-hmm. like the jersey, but my two honorable mentions are bug like your juice least favorite and show. the jersey are my two least favorite shows ever. <laughs> what? Every time, what? every time bug juice came on, I turned it off every single time. Bug juice, doesn't it doesn't come, come in. in a jar. A jar. Goodbye. Oh like, goodbye. yeah, great theme song. I think it was it was like a reality show, and I just wasn't yeah. about that when I was yeah. a kid. Like there was something about that I just hated it. I just hated the reality thing, and I hate camp. Oh, I loved camp. I was a counselor even after I did camp all through until I was like twenty. Yeah, no, I hate the outdoors. I hate camp. Oh my god, I hate sports. I hate every. So that's why Bug Juice in the Jersey. No thanks. Okay, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. There's Disney has a bunch of new shows coming out interestingly involving old even stevens crew and writers and stuff so 
we have that fast lane show coming out that we talked to Matt Dearborn mm-hmm. about. And that's basically like a Herbie remake sort of thing. It's like a sports kind of car that they okay. find in a garage and he can talk and whatever. So there's that sort of weird thing going on with that show. <laughs> Then there's another new show that's also live action and Sean McNamara is working on it and it's called Gabby something. It's about this girl who's a babysitter and it turns out the family that she's babysitting for are aliens disguised as humans and once she finds out it's up to her to keep their secret or something and I'm like that's very similar to Phil of the Future kind of yeah like, that's true like phil's family weren't aliens but they had a secret that they were from the future and then once keely found out like she had to keep the secret and whatever yeah. so i don't know but it's, it's it's just again it's like there's always like these weird gimmicks on disney channel shows it's just strange yeah. it's like they they feel like they need these gimmicks to like draw kids in but i don't think you do no every show i watched when i was a kid didn't have a gimmick except mm-hmm. the jersey and jet jackson those were like the first shows i watched that had a gimmick like that yeah, but yeah. They don't. You don't need to be aliens or monsters <laughs> or whatever. It's just no. ridiculous. <laughs> so, moving on to our top five decoms. Yes. This is the thing. I love pretty much almost any Disney Channel original movie. Like even mm. the more recent ones. Like I can usually okay. get into decoms. Like no matter what. There's like a, a bunch of them I could put on my list. Um, mm-hmm. It was just so I, I I went down and I did ones that like made an impact on me. When I watched it. That's kind of what I went with, too. I mm-hmm. went with the ones that I remember liking the most as a kid. Yeah. I rewatch decoms all the time. Like, mm-hmm. they come on on demand all the time. Random clumps of decoms will pop up, and I'll usually revisit some of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't rewatch a lot of decoms. I'm not like you, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did see the poof point, like, a year or two ago. Oh, my God. That movie's actually terrible. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. And watching it and not watching a ton of DCOMs, I was like, were they all this bad? No. But but then I watched Brink, and I was like, okay, Brink's pretty good. That's funny that you mentioned the poof (laughs) point, because I remember liking that when I was, like, a younger kid. Same, yeah. And I tried putting it on. I couldn't get through the first 10 minutes. I was like, this is genuinely terrible. Like, why am I going to watch a movie of adults acting like toddlers for... (laughs) Like, I can't believe it. And I don't hate Taj Maori. I just, he's not a great actor. Yeah. Um, I love Smart Guy. It's one of my mm-hmm. top five or ten favorite shows of all time. Yeah, that was a great show. Like, that was I a great love show. Smart Guy. That's T.J. Henderson, a super intelligent, fine, fine young gentleman, gentleman a ten-year-old ten whiz kid, butts in high school, school a pugnacious little shorty with a thousand IQ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Eat. what's your number five? Okay, I'll do my number five. Oh, are we, real quick, are we doing, we can include the Even Stevens movie? No. Okay, so I'd made a top five, not, and then I made one with the Even Stevens movie. Okay. Because Even so, Stevens movie would be my favorite, because it's like yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time. So, and all, okay. and honestly, it would probably just be my favorite by default. Like, I honestly, I don't think the movie's very good. Okay. I have a lot to say about that. But <laughs> yeah, we'll, that, get, we'll do that whole episode. Yeah, yeah, without the Even Stevens movie, your top five decom. My number five, number five. then would be Genius, 1999. <laughs> You, you already s- lost me. <laughs> you didn't like you that one? You already lost me. <laughs> you didn't like Genius? Well, to be fair, I think I've only seen it like once. Love that movie. From what I remember, I don't like it and I have okay. no desire to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, and we're also like, we're, I don't know if we said this already, we're not including the pre-1997 uh, Disney Yeah, no, films. yeah. 
if we were, I would totally have Suzy Q on my list. Oh, I, love I would movie. have my whole list would be that except maybe one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So number five, genius. I like the cast. I thought they were really good. I like the story um, of the kid, you know, being a mad scientist or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it when I was a kid. I think it's on on demand right now. Maybe I'll check it out. (laughs) My number five is You Wish with AJ Trouth and Lelaine, actually, (laughs) and Spencer Breslin. (laughs) Spencer Breslin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I just I always really liked this movie. My mom always really liked this one, too. It's kind of a bit of a forgotten one, I think, a little bit like not many people remember it too fondly. You know, I always really loved the story. And of course, I was like, oh, it's Twitty. (laughs) You know, so of course, I I liked it because he was in it. And there's something I always liked about it, like the magic of it and, you know, not knowing what you have until it's gone. And AJ that. was really good in it. I remember there's that one scene where he's like walking and the song's playing in the background. I can't even remember. What a thousand song. miles. It's a thousand was miles. It a thousand miles. It's just such a good scene. I remember. I remember that's when I realized I loved that song. I think he was literally making his way downtown, walking fast. Yeah, that's, it pass. was a thousand miles. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, it was based on a 2000 book. Uh, If I had one wish, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. 2003 came out January of the same year that even Steven's movie came out, I guess. And the Lizzie McGuire movie also came out that year. Yeah, that summer, And the excuse for Lelaine's absence in the the Lizzie McGuire movie was that she was busy filming You Wish. And I'm like, really? You're going to skip out on a theatrical (laughs) release of the Lizzie McGuire movie to be in You Wish, the Disney Channel original movie? What? Like, there's got to be some other drama. Why do you think she was in it? Well, apparently she had, like, some drug bust issue. Oh, really? I don't know if that was... I don't know if that was actually then when she was on Lizzie McGuire or not. There was huh. something else that impacted why she wasn't in the movie. And now that you're saying that, I remember I didn't remember she wasn't in the movie until you just said that. You Wish is a good one. That's my number four. Oh, okay. <laughs> so your number four is You Wish. Okay, yeah, perfect. I loved You Wish. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, directed by Paul Hohen. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, number four. What's your number four? My number four is the original Xenon. <laughs> I knew that was going to be on your list somewhere. <laughs> I, I have to. I yeah. mean, <laughs> every girl loves Xenon. I mean, thinking back to the like cultural impact on my mm-hmm. life as a kid. I mean, I still watch that movie from time to time. It, it's weird, though. It's like it's like it's not like I love those movies or anything, mm-hmm. but it's just when I think of decoms and I think of ones that I remember watching as a kid and having it be a really big thing. That was one of the biggest. Like, I remember I used to pretend that my house was the space station and I took paper and on the pieces of paper, like little like rectangular pieces of paper, I would write out a little keypad of Mm -hmm. like numbers and stuff and I would uh, tape them outside of every door in my house and then before I would go into a door I would pretend to type in a number code to open the door <laughs> like I literally would do that and I was like okay yeah I, I when I started thinking about that I was like I guess I liked xenon so I gotta put that on there and protozoa come on zoom 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 come on Classic. I remember the song that guy with the hair uh before I forget zap pads Zap pads were huge. Oh, zap pads, yeah. I remember being a kid 
and being amazed at zap pads. Me and my cousin, we would always talk on the phone constantly and we'd say, could you imagine if we could see each other right now, like on Xenon? <laughs> and it's like, now we all have FaceTime yeah. and all this stuff and, and video chatting. And most of the time, like you don't even use it. Like, like yeah. I never use FaceTime on my phone, but you know, back when I was a kid, 15, 20 years ago, whatever, that would have been unheard of oh yeah it was it's crazy Pee- same with Wee's playhouse had the uh, picture phone xenon i mean as a guy xenon didn't speak to me i actually it was yeah. in contention for my least favorite de- decon <laughs> but i didn't pick it because i think that i could watch it now and it would evoke a lot of like late 90s early 2000s oh yeah like nostalgia as far as like the sets and the technology and i think that I would actually be more into it now because it would remind me of that period in my life. The full title of the movie is literally Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. And and that's now. (laughs) I think that's weird, though, because she wasn't from the future. They should have made it 22nd century. It just wouldn't be better. She's a 22nd century girl. (laughs) Xenon of the future. Yeah. Uh, Um... So my number three, which was actually back then, probably my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. Just upon rewatching it. I o- just just going to say before you say it, what? I always brace myself for the most <laughs> obscure, <laughs> random thing that I know I probably don't like. So go ahead. <laughs> it's uh, Phantom of the Megaplex. Oh, okay. No, okay. I can get with that. I, I think I can attribute to this as getting me into movies. not Not just movies, but like wanting to learn about the history like the classics and like you know like the phantom of the opera or whatever mm-hmm. and just there were characters in it who were just cinephiles and i'd never mm-hmm. seen that before and i was like i want to watch movies i want to learn about movies i want to know all the classics and that's what got me into it um to this day i i watch it and i'm like man this it's crazy how it's one little decom you could watch and it just like changes your life and now i have a i have a movie blog and Mm-hmm. I, I review uh, films and I'm, uh, you know, I'm really into it. As you said, the title Phantom of the Megaplex, a million lines popped into my head. <laughs> Phantom of the Megaplex strikes again. <laughs> and and uh, and what's the other one? Sean McKibben and uh, Niedermeyer. And, yeah, Niedermeyer. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so man, crazy. Yeah. It, it was just a good, I mean. Movie Mason. Movie Mason. Movie Mason, right? yeah. Uh, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> yep. It, it just wasn't. And uh, man, nobody loved movies like dad. That was the kids. <laughs> and I was like, and I remember thinking, I want to be his dad, like his dad. I want to be like someone be like, man, nobody loved movies like Ethan. And this, I just, <laughs> that got me into it. That just was on on demand again uh, in October for Halloween. Oh, really? I watched like the first 20 minutes or something, but then I had to go or whatever. But, yeah. but I was like, yeah, like so, I've seen that movie so many yeah. times. It's a good one. And just the char- they have really memorable characters uh, like Question Mark and uh, Scary Terry. Yep. Hillary Honey. Hillary Honey. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it's corny, and, and but it's not predictable, I don't think. I think you can still kind of not guess what's going to happen until the end. Yeah. It, and this was in two, it came out in 2000. That was a golden era for DCOMs. They're, they were mm. releasing one a month. Oh, that, yeah. They came out with 12 that year. They don't do that anymore. There's like one. They do like two a year yeah, now. Yeah. Every night at eight, there would be a DCOM on. Yeah. It would be every month on a Friday, there would mm-hmm. be a new decom. And they were good too. And and they weren't just, you know, they weren't just throwaway movies. Like these are movies that we grew up with. We remember Johnny Tsunami, Brink. Mm-hmm. 
It's like they have no excuse now that they're taking like two years to make decoms. Like they should be amazing. Because <laughs> they probably they probably have way less people watching now. Yeah. My number three is the color of friendship. Okay. Because I was always like being biracial. Race was always it was always in my consciousness, like growing up and just knowing that like I'm white and black and whatever. That was just like always just a part of my growing up and, you know, just coming to terms with, you know, who I am and whatever. So I was really into like any sort of racially charged movies when I was really young. I always really liked that there was a decom about that. And I mean, it was a pretty daring decom and yeah. like they say the n-word in that movie that's true yeah like what <laughs> like are you yeah. kidding like it's crazy and it's a good it's a cool twist on the on like it's like mm-hmm. she's white but she's from south africa and then she comes to america and yeah yeah it's just a cool twist and growing up i, I wasn't into like super deep stuff but yeah i remember watching and being and i watched i've seen i think i've only seen it once when i was i remember when it came out though but it's, it made that big of an impression like, it could just be a TV movie on any channel, I think. Like, yeah. It doesn't really scream Disney Channel original yeah. movie, you know? Yeah, it's just it's a really impactful movie, I think. Uh, that's a really good pick. <laughs> my number two is Don't Look Under the Bed, 1999. Oh, my God! With Ty oh Hodges. God. Ty Hodges, yeah. And, I love the way, uh, like, even Steven's actors are appearing yeah. in our decom. <laughs> literally, it's littered with it. It's a really scary movie for a kid. Oh, my God. I watched it on Halloween night. My first time oh I ever God. saw it, it was on Halloween. I was done trick-or-treating. I came home, and I remember watching. I was like, holy cow, this thing is horrifying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, the movie was banned. Yeah. On its Wikipedia, it says parents complained that it was too scary. Yeah. And Disney had to take it out of rotation along with Tower of Terror, which Tower was... Tower of Terror? <laughs> That's not that scary. Are you kidding me? To this day, I am terrified to step foot on an elevator. So when, <laughs> but I guess, okay, I guess I don't think it's scary because it's like the ghosts weren't demonic or anything, though. I think that's why. But they were at the beginning a little bit when they were trying to scare, scare her. Them away. And I guess that's true. There was true. that decapitated corpse with a meat cleaver. That's a good point. Uh, that's true. It was horrifying for me. Tower of Terror is one of the, if that was a decom, that'd be my number one. I freaking Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I uh, was terrified of it, but I was oddly obsessed yeah. with it as well. And I went on the ride at Disney World and I have it on DVD. I watch it every Halloween, sometimes yeah. multiple times a year just because I love it. Great but movie. yeah, but Don't Look Under the Bed, I, uh, I rewatched it recently and... Yeah, I mean, to this day, I'm afraid to let my feet dangle off my bed because yeah. I think a crazy boogie person, by the way, they were very progressive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're a boogie man. Boogie person. <laughs> great twist. Ty Hodges does a great job as the uh, de facto boogeyman, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that actually has a 7.0 on IMDb. It's one of the highest rated DCOMs. It's one of the handfuls of DCOMs that's above seven. So my number two, again, with even Steven's actors. I know. My number two is Cadet Kelly. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. Number two is going to be. Cadet Kelly was good. I mean, hello. We had Ren Stevens. We had Lizzie McGuire. It was almost, that was like the closest we were ever get to a crossover, which I still don't know why they never did an even Stevens, Lizzie McGuire crossover episode. They could have. Yeah, easily. I remember I wanted a little fleece tie-dye blanket that Hillary had in that movie. (laughs) There's just like little things Mm -hmm. about this, about these things where I was thinking back to my childhood and how much of an impact they had on me the the song at the end i'm a one girl revolution with the <laughs> with the ribbons like oh, yeah, come yeah, on yeah. and i'll be everything 
Dad, I wanna be. That song mentions Titanic, so that always stuck out to me as Who's well. Who's that song? I don't know, but it was also in Legally Blonde. Okay. But yeah, there's like a line that's like, and I christen you Titanic, underestimate and swim or something. <laughs> yeah, and that always stood out to me. But that's funny. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just remember having fond memories of that. Movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, I, I remember liking it. It didn't make my list, but yeah, it's a, it's a good one. My number one uh, is <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. My number one is Under Wraps, the very oh, first, yeah. okay. very first decom official decom. My and mom and I just rewatched that. For I just Halloween. love that movie. I laughed so hard just at the guy who plays uh, what was his name? The tall, the guy who plays the mummy. What did they name him? Oh, oh, oh! It was like Harry or or Harry. It was Harry or Henry or something. He played the voice of Patrick in SpongeBob. Oh wow! Okay, I think so. That, that's sure. a very cool fact. Yeah. No, but yeah, no. The one line I always remember from that movie that I always laugh about is mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I don't know why I always love this and I always think of this line. He's dead. Who? Mr. Kubat. He's dead. We just saw him last Saturday night. When did he die? A couple of days ago. The water meter man came to read the meter and he saw Kubat through the window, sprawled out on the kitchen floor, covered in pancake batter. Poor guy. One minute you're making yourself a hearty, nutritious breakfast, and the next, bingo, lights out. <laughs> that always, that's the one line I remember, and I always laugh. Uh, that's a, It's just a funny movie. The Mummy is just hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. I just laugh so hard. It's a lot of physical humor, and uh, directed by Greg Beeman, who directed Brink, and then written by Don Reimer. He, he actually wrote Surf's Up. The uh, oh. the, the movie surfs up. Oh, okay, with, oh, okay, but still LaBeouf. an even Stevens connection. Yeah, yeah with, with Shia, Shia LaBeouf. So my number one, which is weird, I don't remember <clears throat> liking it as much as a kid, but I rewatched it recently, and I realized how deep it was, and it became one of my favorites. So I ended up putting it at number one. Mm-hmm. Pixel Perfect. Oh snap! I forgot about that one. Ricky Ullman, Leah Pipes, yeah. which is also an even Stevens connection because she's married to AJ. Oh, and that's oh, really? real life. Oh, cool. yeah. Leah Pipes and AJ oh, Charles got cool. married. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just I remember watching it recently and getting like really emotional by the end of how this hologram, you know, ends up in Leah Pipes character's body and her name was Sam in the movie the Leah Pipes character she ends up in her body and like gets to experience life as a human for a little bit and go out in the rain and something about it was super deep and then also just like the whole idea of perfection you know he he took all these different elements of different people to create this idea of this perfect person and then in the end he realizes that he loves leah pipe's character for like all of her imperfections as well and the hologram doesn't understand because she's like but i thought you made me to be perfect like i don't know there's just like a lot of a lot of nice like self-esteem stuff and just body image and i don't know just a, a bunch of things that i was like wow okay like i don't know it really it's like some blade runner stuff right there <laughs> yeah i don't know but it was it, it, it's really good. No, another even Stevens connection. Holy crap! You know who's in that movie? Uh, Allison. Oh really? Oh, uh, I'm trying. I know her name. Her real name. Tania Gunan Gunadi okay, or whatever I don't her, know name her name is. Name, but that's her. Yeah. Yeah, she's in it. She's like the drummer in the band in that up in that. And movie. she's also in Girl Meets World. 
Oh, yep, yep. She was a teacher in that show, right? Yep. Oh, oh my God. And you know who else was in it? The hologram is played by Beans' cousin, Chris, from Beans on the Brain. That's funny. Yeah, but wow. So almost all of my (laughs) You Wish Keta Kelly Pixel Perfect Ah. all have even Stevens actors. That's cool. Um, But if I'm being honest, though, High School Musical would probably be an honorable mention for me. Okay. I didn't hate it. I love musicals. It was a big thing. I was in like eighth grade or something when that came out. So it was it was like a big deal and mm-hmm. everyone was watching it. And I had the soundtrack and we'd play it at school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I still know the songs from it's it. It's gone on to be like a super iconic franchise, especially yeah. online. There's it, just there's so much stuff. It was about very it much. And, it's 100 percent the biggest. Uh, I mean, without uh, even question, it's the biggest decom as far as mm-hmm. like uh, popularity. But yeah, the first one was good. Uh, that Breaking Free was a really good song. I think I probably could <laughs> still banger. say all the words. I guess probably know all the words to that, and I've only seen that movie like once. But uh, yeah, High School Musical is a good one. My honorable mention, I think, is Smart House. Okay, but that's a classic. So yeah, that movie. Come on, you can't go wrong with Smart House. Hey Pat, play some bumping music videos or whatever <laughs> the heck he says. Uh, hey Pat. How about activating some kick butt video screens? Sure, Ben. How's this? Jump, jump. The house is jumping. And I also almost, so, and then other ones I almost picked with Lucky the Irish, also with, uh, what's that kid's name? From Ryan Smart. Merriman. Ryan Merriman. Uh, and then Brink. I almost picked Brink because I just really liked. Uh, but these are all classics. Like, I feel yeah. like these could be on anyone's list. Like, I, for my other two honorable mentions, I put Johnny Tsunami and Brink. Yeah. Yeah, that whole big challenge in question was from Sarah. So thanks for that, Sarah. I hope you, that was hope a fun, you got I love that. I love lists. I mean, we've literally talked about that for almost an hour. Yes, yeah, Sarah, so. you better be listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there are some other questions on here, but I don't know if we're going to be able to make it to them. Okay. So maybe we can save those for another time. Mm-hmm. I really want to get to these letters that we got that I really appreciated. Yeah. So we got a letter here from Christina, and she says... Hi, Brittany and Ethan. I'm really enjoying listening to your Even Stevens podcast. I'm a huge Even Stevens fan, and I watched it when it originally aired here in Canada. We didn't have the Disney Channel back then, so all the shows that at that time were aired on the Family Channel. But I remember instantly falling in love with it, and it became, and still is, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I was so obsessed that I even ditched hanging out with one of my friends so that I could get home in time to watch the premiere of the Even Stevens movie. I haven't done a rewatch in quite some time, but thanks to your podcast, I've started rewatching the series from the beginning and then listening to your podcast episodes after watching. I like how detailed you go through each episode and it is interesting to hear what obscure things you point out in each episode. Yes, I did notice Shia and Nick fixing that candle in Steven's jeans before listening to the podcast. Side note, it's crazy how after all this time I find myself reciting lines from the episode while I'm rewatching. It just goes to show how great the writing was. One of the main reasons why I'm writing this email is that I just finished listening to your interview with Matt Dearborn, and I loved it. It was so interesting to hear the behind-the-scenes scoop on the whole audition process and filming process. I loved how enthusiastic he was about answering all of your questions. You can tell that the show is really special to him. Also, thank you for putting out your reboot idea, because I cringed when I heard him say his idea of it being about Ren's kid. I don't like reboots in general, but the idea you put out there is interesting. I look forward to the future 
interview episodes that you two have planned. Keep up the amazing work. It's great to have new Even Stevens content. Heck yeah. Sincerely, Christina. And then she says, P.S. Your merch is awesome. I've been looking for a Twitty Stevens Connection shirt for forever and plan on er- ordering one in the future. And she did order one uh, from our Redbubble. Cool. Uh, and I loved that email. I thought that was so That's great. That's a really good email. Yeah. I like when I hear other fans who are like uh, as into it, you know, as, as us. And, and are looking for new content. Who are actually like actively looking and who know the show. Yeah. It's just, I, I love hearing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I thought it was amazing too how, you know, she's listen, she's rewatching the show and then listening to our corresponding episode after. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just think that's so awesome. I think that's there's someone cool. out there that's doing that. So. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Then just a little baby email here from Thomas Meehan. He says, hello, I'm a new listener and loving the podcast. You're doing fantastic work and I can't wait to hear more. Sincerely, Thomas. (laughs) There you go. So it's just nice to get a little email. I'll read this. This is from Manila, Philippines. We love Even Stevens. We grew up with this show and like you, rewatched it recently and find ourselves laughing harder than when we first saw it. The podcast is great and timely too. My sisters and I have this knack for quoting funny dialogue and forming inside jokes from funny shows that make an impression on us. And with the Even Stevens ranked podcast, it's great to share the laughter and the experience of having watched the show with other fans from around the world. And she just says, thanks a lot from Christine, Angela and Patricia. Cool. Uh, so that was super cool. People in Manila. Yeah, that's awesome. Super awesome. This one is from Meredith Riggs. She says, hey there, I'm Meredith. I'm 24 and I grew up watching Even Stevens like you all. It's probably my favorite TV show from my childhood and one of my favorite shows ever. To this day, I still think about some funny moments in my head at random times. Bits from the Twitty Stevens Connection episode and the band documentary episode especially. Ha 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 ha. I quote and reference it from time to time. I too can relate to Lewis, especially as I get older, actually. I've listened to all of your episodes so far and have loved every minute, and I am so glad that there is finally something out there like this for such a great and underrated show. You two are doing a great job. Keep at it. Nice. So nice. Like, these are so nice. Like, thank you guys. This makes me so happy to know that there are other people out there. Now, this email, last one here, is from Abai. I think that's how you say his name. It's A-B-I. And he says, hiya, Even Stevens ranked. I just want to say that I'm glad to see that you're keeping the Even Stevens spirit alive. The show ended a way little bit before my time, so I started watching season one a while back on YouTube, but stopped in the middle of season two-ish. This year, I started fresh and read your reviews after every episode. So this guy was reading my blog over the past few years. I think it's funny, though, that he said he's read the blog, but I'm pretty sure I don't think he's left a comment. (laughs) So I had a person reading the blog quietly, but that's cool. So he goes on to say, I find it really original compared to the Disney Channel shows today, but I never really found it dated except for the poor video quality. Mm -hmm. I always wonder if Disney keeps HD Masters in their archive. He says, I listened to Podcast Zero today, the introduction episode, and loved it. You guys, too, are starting fresh from the beginning with these new podcasts, but once in a while, I would like to see you guys talk about different topics aside from the 65 episodes, like character-centric stuff or behind-the-scenes Kind of like how the introduction episode is, but just odd things to bring up sometimes, uh, which we're kind of doing now with Mm -hmm. this Listener Topics episode. Yeah. Hopefully we'll do more. 
Uh, and he finishes by saying, I know Disney is trying to be different with Andy Mack now, single camera drama comedy show, and Raven's Home, a continuation of a past hit. I like these two shows, but I also wonder why Disney has never tried anything like even Stevens in these past few years. Could the same show from 18 years ago with the same cast, granted that it'll be changed a bit. I'm not talking about a reboot, but if something was on like it today... Uh, which we kind of talked yeah, about that. I think it'd be cool after like maybe the f- season one, if we do like a top five, like something like top five one-offs or top five. I definitely want to do a one-off character thing. I want to do, you know, season wrap ups and, you know, I definitely yeah. think there's, there's a lot of, uh, other things we can do. I, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've put out there so yeah. far. Uh-huh, I'm, 100%. I'm really proud of this. Um, cause I remember my cousin was like, is there enough to talk about when I told him we were doing this <laughs> podcast? And then I wondered that too for a little bit, but then no matter what, we're going to have stuff to talk about, especially when we're going through every episode. It's like every yeah. episode is going to present things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we have that. And then within that, any news that happens and, you know, just other things, you know, Disney Channel mm-hmm. in general, there's, there's so much to talk about. So, yeah. yeah. But speaking of news my favorite segment that we haven't been able to really do. Uh, it's time for the Wombat News. Yes. The Wombat News. So, Even Stevens in the news, not even really in the news, but just stuff that's going on where Even Stevens is getting a little bit of attention mm-hmm. right now. Funnier Die, the YouTube channel, put up... Uh, as part of their very special episode series, they put up a video all about Heck of a Hanukkah. Really? Uh, which is weird. And they're talking about it as if it's, you know, a very special episode, which, I mean, I don't really think it is. And I mean, usually their very special episode uh, videos are funny. Like, you know, they're but they're better suited for shows that are bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like a mystery science theater type of thing. Yeah, like their whole point is like sort of watching things and pointing out how ridiculous and silly it is and just bad. Yeah. And so this episode for Even Stevens that they did, it's not good because he's sort of grasping at straws to try to find stuff to make fun Mm, of or whatever. And, and, you know, and it's like that's kind of a testament to how good Even Stevens is. Like he's he's not really saying anything of not only that. Heck of Hanukkah is one of the best episodes of the series. Like, oh, it is. If you're gonna yeah. do that, do it with like, uh, with like all about event or like something like that. I don't think it's so. I don't think the bad parts of all about event are even so bad where you can make it funny. Like you and I just kind of. Rant. I mean, we had a good time. Yeah, laughing we about rant it, but- <laughs> about it, and like because we know it so well, like we we can. But I think as like a bystander just watching it isolated, I don't think someone who's like not as familiar with even Stevens wouldn't watch it and be like, this is so bad. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's still, it's still even Stevens. So, and of course the number one thing in the video was just constantly making jabs at Shia LaBeouf and his career. Yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? It's, oh, it's like, yeah, it's like, that's not, not funny. Yeah. It's like, like, that's not funny. That's not original. Everyone <laughs> on the internet does that. Like it was, yeah. it's just, it's, they've been doing it since transformers. So, I mean, it's 2000. 2018 that was 2007 I mean like and he mentions that in the video it's like oh the family forgives him for ruining Hanukkah and forgives him in advance for ruining Transformers I'm like that's not funny like you know what I mean it's like a stand-up comedian like making Clinton scandal jokes 
it's just it's just not yeah that's you know and and not only like i said not only that it's one of the best even steven's episodes you know he tries to make fun of it for you know doing the it's a wonderful life trope it's like come on like stop and a lot like (laughs) it's a great trope i mean a lot of people do it and it's just a and it was kind of a twist on it but yeah, um, I thought so too. Yeah, it's and it's um, it's really funny, but I think it's funny as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, watch it and 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 I'll uh, give my take on it. Because you know what I mean. Because that's like a it's a big online series that they do, and you know, and so it's yeah. annoying because now everyone's commenting it and talking about it as if it's bad, yeah. which is really bothering me. But there are a lot of people in the comments uh, though that are like, and like they're like, in all seriousness though, even Stevens was a good show. Like, yeah, that's good. Like this was like this was like the best Disney show. But then there are other people that are like, oh my god, I don't even remember this show, but it looks awful. Oh, get at it. I'm gonna get mad. And I'm, and I'm mad. so mad. Like, like I was really upset when I saw that they put up a video doing this with yeah. Ian Stevens because, because of all of the Disney Channel shows, even Stevens deserves the most positive attention. Yeah. You know, like it, it does. The last thing it needs is a video like this about it on the internet. You know, it's it's. And, and as a positive spin, it gave us Shia LaBeouf. Like, I like he's an amazing. But actor. some people hate him. Yeah, like a lot of un- people hate I, him. We could have a whole episode about how people are wrong about that and how uh, just mm-hmm. yeah. And it's so like, are you ready for the title of the video? The no. title of the video is the Even Stevens episode where Shia LaBeouf wished to die for Hanukkah. I get out of here. That's trash. All the comments are like, or I wish he did die. And That's trash. What? It, it's terrible. I'm like, just stop. Like, we don't need this in our yeah. lives. Yeah, let's, yeah. We don't need that. We don't need negativity like that. No, we don't. We got enough like, negativity. Direct that towards worse shows. Yeah, like, you know, like, 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 direct like make that fun of Hannah Montana shows. or like, or like Ant Farm or something. And I saw a comment that was like, please, for the love of comedy, do more episodes like this about Even Stevens. And I was like, please, God, no. For the love of comedy, just watch Even Stevens. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, honestly, if you want to support comedy, watch the show. Don't make fun of it and like come up with stupid things to make. No, that guy doesn't deserve to, to have Even Stevens in his life. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was a thing that happened. And I All literally, right. again, I was sweating when I saw that come up on my recommended. I was like, oh, God, what is he going to say? But honestly, I was like, they didn't rip it apart as bad as I thought they would because they can't. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Quickly, also, just some news. I created a new subreddit for Even Stevens. Oh, cool. Uh, because I really want some sort of forum to start for the show aside from evenstevensrank.com. Like, I want another corner of the internet where people can share anything they find, you know, articles, rare photos, videos, um, mm. anything like that. Uh, and then just talking about the show as well. Any questions, thoughts? Uh, you know, theories. I don't even know. Yeah. But I mean, there's like a lot of stuff that we could all talk about, you know, those of us that are really into the show. Be sure if you're on Reddit, definitely subscribe. I've posted a few things uh, in the subreddit to sort of get the ball rolling. And r slash even Stevens already exists, but it's pretty dead. And I'm not sure the moderator even really cares. Like they just, it seems like they sort of made it on a whim and they don't do anything with it anymore. You know, I wanted to start a really, hopefully an active subreddit. And I took a few minutes to really think of what it should be called since even Stevens is already taken. So it is called, it's Reddit slash R slash even more Stevens. (laughs) Because it is, I I want it to be like, you know, a, a bonus little place on the internet where, you know, we can talk further about it and, you know, find, you know, share extra stuff. 
um, and anything like that. So it is. It's even more Stevens. We all need nice. more even Stevens in our lives. Yeah. So be sure to check out the subreddit and let's get something going over there. Yeah. Share, yeah, memes, anything like that that you want to share. But let's keep the bean stuff to a minimum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't I mean, seen enough beans. There's, there's enough of that on the internet already. <laughs> That's pretty much the only even Steven stuff on the internet. Yeah. Uh, I'm really kind of excited about that. There's seven subscribers on there so oh, far, nice. I think. And I'll, I'll, I'll subscribe to I didn't even know. Yeah. Cool. So definitely check that out. And also, I uh, just want to mention as well for our last bit of news, be on the lookout for some more cast and crew interviews after the holidays die down because we really want to get some more of those going. And I'm super excited about, you know, the people that we could possibly get on the show. It's really, really exciting. And I just can't wait to do more of those. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good yeah, time. That'd be sweet. I'm excited. I'm excited. And yeah, so this was, I mean, I know I'm going to edit this down, <laughs> uh, but we have been talking for three <laughs> hours total for anyone listening right oh, now. Just know that however long this episode ends up being after I edit it, just know that we did talk for three hours straight oh, yeah. about this. And uh, thank you for still listening. We've gone through a lot of different topics, so I think it's easy to listen to. Uh, yeah. For as long as this is on for, I think it'll be a pleasant listen, I hope, for uh, most people. I mean, yeah, this was, <laughs> once again, using the holidays as our excuse to do this yes. three-hour conversation. Yes. Uh, but no, but I did want to do something special, and the holidays seemed like a good time. And yeah, this was really fun. I feel like we covered a lot of things again. Oh, yeah, I love these. Yeah, I can't wait to do another episode okay. similar in the future. And for those of you listening, hopefully, you know, you guys... Uh, have a better idea of you know the certain topics you can ask because uh, you know the window is pretty wide open for you know what yeah. we can talk about in these listener topics so this was a great time I think our next episode we're going to be jumping back into the episodes mm-hmm. is it Foodzilla yeah. is that the next one Foodzilla. episode 7 I'm pretty sure yeah, episode Foodzilla. 7 so finally making our way out of the Eric Van Lo saga into regular old even Stevens Let's episodes it. kicking it off with a pretty iconic one pretty memorable episode yeah uh, another one off though <laughs> yeah uh, this is, it's insane how many one-offs it is insane the amount of one-off characters but but this is a fun one so I'm, I'm looking forward to that and yeah so thank you guys so much for listening happy holidays to all of you guys out there we'll see you next time see you